Never did I think that, you know, uh, I would come down with cancer. It, it was nowhere in my family. None of my family members had uh, had cancer. It was a total shock to me, wondering to myself, is, is this job that I love, giving back to the community, could actually be killing me. Enchanted Sky Media. Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again. The scariest thing about this career may not be found on the fire ground or on a run at all. It may be cancer. Since 2002, the IAFF has attributed 60% of firefighter line-of-duty deaths to cancer. That's more than any other cause. Multiple studies have revealed significantly higher cancer risks for firefighters. Now, you've probably heard this already. Maybe you've read the posters in your firehouse. But here to discuss what it means in the real world is Brian McQueen. Brian is past chief of the Whitesboro, New York Fire Department, and he's heavily involved in the National Volunteer Fire Council. He's a life member of the New York State Association of Fire Chiefs, and most importantly, Brian is an advocate for saving firefighter lives from cancer. Brian McQueen, welcome to Code 3. It's great to be here. So why do I feel like we still need to get the message out about cancer and firefighters? I I think there's no question about it that, uh, um, and we've heard it through print media and, um, you know, across YouTube videos and so on and so forth in our television stations that, uh, you know, it's an epidemic. You know, we see a lot of the younger firefighters in their, you know, 40s and early 50s. You know, who've, you know, been in the fire service, whether it's career or volunteer, 20 years or so, um, they're developing cancers at an early age. And I think one of the most important things we need to do is to be able to, you know, express to them in, in our in our recruit programs and our mentoring programs that cancer is an issue. Uh, the fires that we've gone into uh, recently over the 10 to 15 years have completely changed than what they were previously. And I think uh, it's important for us to know that. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, cancer has no limitations. Um, male, female, Irish, Italian, young or old. You know, cancer is an epidemic. It's a disease that we all need to address, uh, whether you're career or volunteer. Are we in denial about this or have we been? You know, I don't think so. I, I think what's what's really has assisted us is the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation and the National uh, Firefighters Cancer Alliance um, has done a, a remarkable job over the last three years um, putting a team of, um, you know, volunteers and professionals together to really study this and to communicate and to get the message out uh, of the importance of, uh, you know, making this as a, a major part of our training uh, exposure in, in our departments, you know, across the United States. So I, I, I think the, you know, kudos to, you uh, you know, the Boston Fire Department under Commissioner Finn and, and uh, you know, the firefighter, you know, the, the National Fallen Firefighters uh, Cancer Alliance, because, you know, they have really, you know, brought to the forefront 
you know, the importance of, of uh, cancer and, and what it could be, what a potential catastrophe it could be for, for firefighters. Okay, we've all seen the posters in the fire stations, and I'm curious whether that advice really works, wear your SCBA, wash your gear. Is there evidence that that actually helps? No, 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 there's evidence in there. You know, there's studies that are out there by, uh, you know, uh, various agencies like NIOSH and OSHA there that, uh, you know, uh, provide that as a remediation to, uh, you know, to helping us. Uh, you know, your decon procedures, whether it's gross decon, uh, deconning your apparatus, things like that, anything like that that's going to prevent, you know, those types of, uh, you know, carcinogenic agents uh, being part of our body. Uh, there's studies put out by John Hopkins University uh, that show where the uh, carcinogens sit inside, you know, on top of our body and soak into us, you know, both dermally and absorb through the lungs. So I think any steps that we can take, I mean, let's be honest with you, years ago, um, we used to use soap and water. And uh, we had a very aggressive fire chief in my department that said, you know, when you come back from a structure fire and your gear is dirty, you're going to clean it off. You know, but never did we think that by not cleaning it off, it was going to be a badge of courage and we were going to come down with cancer. Um, so no, these, you know, these posters that are being out there, the things that are being uh, shared, you know, are important. What we need to do now is to take that information, build it into our training programs, build it into our responses, building into our standard operating guidelines and use that material. How can we ask people to volunteer for a job that could result in cancer? Well, that's, you know, we want to basically, you know, uh, put into the, you know, uh, into our packages of our recruitment and retention is that we want to, re if we recruit a firefighter, we want to retain a healthy firefighter. And by retaining a healthy firefighter, you know, we're, we're taking the necessary steps to prevent them from cancer from the time that they walk into our doors to the time that they leave. So I think it's our job now, you know, to make sure that the, the, the firefighters that we retain, both career and volunteer, we want to make sure that they're healthy. We know that it used to be cardiovascular disease, you know, as the leading cause of death. Well, cancer being probably the second leading cause of death in firefighters today. So again, you know, we've got our healthy, uh, our, our uh, SOPs and SOGs and regarding our you know, our, our physical conditioning and so on and so forth. We need to do the same thing for cancer. How did you become involved in this fight against cancer? December 24th of 2013, um, I was diagnosed with uh, B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, I never did I never did I think that, you know, uh, I would come down with cancer. Uh, it was not a, uh, it, it was nowhere in my family. None of my family members had uh, had cancer. It was a total shock to me. Um, I, I, you know, my treatments being from the central New York area, I had to go to uh, uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in, um, in New York City, and I had to live there for six weeks. And when I was there, I, you know, I did a lot of reading on I did a lot of talk, and I talked to my oncologist. And what was really unique is when my wife and I sat down across from the oncologist when we first went there, and uh, he was asking me about, you know, you know, what are some things I did in my lifetime and so on and so forth? And, you know, what was your hobby? Well, my hobby at that time was being a volunteer firefighter and giving back to my community. And at that time, uh, the message completely changed. You know, the types of questioning completely changed. And then they left the room for about three and a half hours. And when they came back, you know, it was confirmed that I had the uh, non-Hodgkin's B-cell lymphoma. But he also said to me, he said that I want to let you know that non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is the fastest growing cancer in the fire service today. 
and it struck a nerve, and it's and it, it's it struck a a nerve to the point of, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. So the more that I can get out to educate people, the more involved I can be in the uh, Firefighter Cancer Alliance and in the National Volunteer Fire Council, you know, Cancer Subcommittee the more important message that I can get out through the Firemen's Association State of New York. You know, that was my mission and that's my goal now, you know, for as long as I'm here on earth. These sort of things are always harder when they hit you personally. And I think it may have more impact on other firefighters to have somebody like you stand up and say, hey, it happened to me, it could even happen to you. You're absolutely correct. I never, ever thought that that would happen to me. You know, it all started with a cold. I had a cold for two months, October and uh, November area. And my wife says, listen, you've got to go get that checked out. A cold for two months is wrong. So I went to my doctor, a uh, great doctor. Uh, and uh, he said to me, um, let me do some checks on it. He looks like you have a cold. He felt around my neck. He goes, hey, you got some swollen lip nodes on your neck. He goes, but it might be because you have a cold. So, you know, he gave me 10 days of prescription. Um, see if it went away. Three weeks later, there was no... Uh, no remission of that uh, growth in the side of my neck. As a matter of fact, it got a little bit larger from then on. You know, we went to the short needle biopsy, the large, large needle biopsy, and then six weeks of intensified modulated radiation therapy. You know, laying on that, uh, laying on that uh, bed in in uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, locked down with a plastic mask, watching that uh, radiation machine going over my, you know, my body and then back again, and wondering to myself. You know, he's, uh, is, is, this, is this job that I love, giving back to the community, could actually be killing me? And I don't want that to go. I don't want anybody else to go through the suffering that I went through. So what is the Firefighter Cancer Registry Act? Firefighter Cancer Registry Act is a, uh, is a, uh, a bill that's requiring the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, uh, basically to develop and maintain a voluntary registry of firefighters, uh, of firefighters to collect the history uh, and occupational information that can be linked to existing data in state cancer registries. The registry must be used um, to improve and monitor of cancer among firefighters, and most importantly, uh, to publish an, you know, epidemiological information regarding cancer among firefighters. Also, uh, New York State uh, through the Firemen's Association of the State of New York, has conducted a, a study uh, for just the volunteers in New York State. It's being done by Dr. Jacqueline Moline and, and her agency. What grade would you give the fire service for how it's handling this problem today? You know, I, I'd have to say we're about a B-plus right now. You know, uh, I've educated over 4,000 firefighters from the tip of Maine to the state of Texas on cancer. I, you know, it, it, it's a great program. But again, every time I do a program, I find out more and more information or some things that other firefighters are sharing with me that really aren't being done in stations today. And then I'll go into another station. I'll find out, oh, my gosh, you know, the message is sitting home. So we're about a B plus right now. But you know what? We've come a long way in the last three years. And again, I have to applaud, you know, Ron Sarnacki and the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation and the Cancer Alliance for the efforts that they've done to uh, provide information and, uh, you know, share that wealth of information with uh, both career and volunteer firefighters across the United States. We're in much better shape than we were three years ago. Three years ago, I probably would have said we were a D minus. All right. It's good to hear things are improving. We hope you'll keep fighting this disease and keep working to keep us informed. 
Brian McQueen, thanks for joining us on Code 3. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. And remember, uh, it all starts, you know, with a simple message. You start with your recruit firefighters and you continue throughout the entire world. Cancer has no limitations. And I think that's so important for us to continue to share the message. And thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for what you do. We've put some more information on the risks of cancer and what you can do to avoid it on our website. Go to Code3Podcast.com slash cancer. Check it out today. Now, here's Holly. Thanks, Scott. If you enjoy listening to Code 3, let us know. Or maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd love to hear it. In fact, if you have some criticism, we'll take that too. Just as Chief Bruno would have said, be nice. You can email us at Code3Podcast at gmail.com. Or call 928-985-0530 and leave a message. We're listening, so give us your feedback. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.